the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 304 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right. It's another rivalry match right in front of us. Most of you will be listening to this on game day, which should be interesting for everybody at the tailgate and all. But it's on, people. It is on. We are going to the Rose Bowl. We are going to be playing the Pasadena Galaxy of Carson. Um, and it's on. Uh, beyond that, of course, we're going to talk about the Dallas match. I know we have to talk about the Dallas match because there's things happening with this squad that we cannot, cannot avoid. There are some rumors. There's some fun stuff. But yes, definitely we will get into the match for the most part and preview everything for you guys. Of course, to get that done, we have Araceleon and Tony tonight. Bam, we love you, man. I know he's at work. We miss him. Hopefully we get him back for Thursday. Uh, Araceli, how are you doing tonight? I'm actually doing really well. It's been a very long day. Um, as we all know, tomorrow's the 4th of July, so I've just been running around like crazy, getting fireworks, uh, going to fireworks shows, and, I mean, it's been fun. <laughs> right? It's 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 always fun. I love that picture I saw, the, the, the band in California firework I thought was absolutely hilarious, and, of course, the exploding soccer ball that, that's just down my wheelhouse, but uh, good on you. I know the Midwest party's a little heavier when it comes to that stuff, because um, they can get away with more, let's be honest. Oh, anything uh, goes over here when it comes to yeah. the fourth. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, it's it's good. It's good to see they're having a good time. And of course, they made like a week long celebration. So even better. Uh, Tony, how are you doing, sir? Doing all right. Um, excited for tomorrow, resting up for it and getting ready for this long, long day as always the derbies are. It's always a long day. So expect. A lot of energy, a lot of coffee for myself, and yeah, that's all I can say. I guess we'll be figuring out what Rose Bowl coffee tastes like, right? I mean, me too. I think I'm in on this one. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be a long day for a lot of us. Those who are going to the game, which it is sold out, 80000 I know there's a lot of tickets floating down, floating around a resale. I had one for a while. Uh, it's still going to be packed. It's still going to be crazy. It's still going to be a long day. For a lot of us, the day will begin about noon, um, and we won't get home until basically sunrise because getting out of that parking lot is is basically Carmageddon. So uh, bring it on. Get ready for two tailgates, one before and one after. Yeah, I know. Roseville after parties. It's real. Uh, but it's happening. Um, definitely we will get you set up as well as, as to be safe on this one and where to be, where not to be um that too all right but before we get into that game definitely want to talk about the news and what's been going on with the club and let's be honest the chaos that we've been dealing with uh the last match of course we did play fc dallas hoping for a good another bounce bounce back kind of win after whatever that was against vancouver um and uh it didn't quite happen did it tony (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not good times not good times so times. yeah we go to dallas trying to get things going um a couple of faces returning to the lineup or at least are available it's looking like things are getting a little bit better in terms of the the man games lost right in terms of injuries but yeah it doesn't look like 
you know, it changed a whole lot. Uh, we listed, a, of course, a, a three, four, two, one, but we all saw what happened as the game progressed. We went back to our normal, our normal setup. No shock there. Um, of course, we had Maldonado, Keeling, Hollingshead, and Palacios in the back. Uh, we had Tillman, Sanchez, and Duenas doing their work. Again, Tillman back in the lineup. And then uh, Buanga, Buke, and Bogush taking their turns up top, uh, doing what they do, for better or worse. Uh, versus a FC Dallas side that was missing their best player in Ferreira. They were missing more than we were for this game. Um, and so they came out with a 4-3-2-1. Again, that seems to be the model now to shut down our side is to just clog that midfield, throw in a defensive midfielder, hold things out, and hope you survive. And they kind of did that, right? So they had Pais in goal. They had Ibiaga, familiar face, and Burgess as your center backs. Jesus, Rocha. Uh, they had Farfan, another familiar face. Midfield was uh, Quinone, Serio, uh, and Legette. Uh, up top, of course, Velasco, Yunqua, and uh, Kamungo as their attackers. So that's what they went with. Again, had to modify their roster a bit. But to the shock of, of no one after watching this thing, it, it didn't quite go our way. Yes, we piled it on. I know, Tony, I'm going to have you cover what happened in the second half because that was the story. But first half, let's talk about it. The chances were there. The opportunities mm -hmm. were there. We should have been up. Should have been up probably 2 nothing. Uh, in the first half, we created the chances, but man, finishing became a problem for us. And as Tony said, eight million times over, if Bwanga doesn't do it, who's going to do it? Well, guess what? Bwanga didn't do it. Um, so nobody did it. And uh, yeah, we got punished in this one in the second half. And that's where I'll transfer it over to Tony here. Give us a little light, sir. So in the second half, after the promising first half in the 56th minute, um, Dallas goes up 1-0 uh, with a goal from uh, Kamango from left-footed shot, very close range of the bottom right-hand quarter, uh, assisted by uh, Tefri. Uh, and then it's like we still had chances. There's so many opportunities. Again, Buongo missing a couple of opportunities as well, as well as um, – Vela and also Bogus and I believe Buke, I think, had an opportunity as well. Like, we all had him, but we couldn't even do it at the same time because then it came down to, okay, we're leave, we're going to leave here a 1-0 loss until the 90th minute with uh, Sam left-footed shot outside the box with a with a screamer. And, and we watched leaving. it go in, yeah. right? I mean, That's let's be honest. Do. We tracked him. We didn't cover him. Didn't close <laughs> on him. Basically, escorted him to the top of the box where I would expect anyone to hang it with that much time on the ball. I mean, exactly. it was it was terrible. I don't know what they were thinking on this play. Why they're not closing people down? I don't get it. I don't get it. And another another shot from distance. And and, and rest assured, the team we're going to be playing uh, on Fourth of July, they like to shoot from distance. And if you do this, you play like this. Trust me, we're not going to have a happy day. Now, first goal to me was the one that really sent me off like and i told them to me it feels like the worst goal we've ever given up because i would yell at an aso team for this one how do you allow a goal off of a throw-in are are you are you kidding me these are professionals right tony well yeah but they are professional specialists for throw-ins and i guess they had it for that just that one goal but again there's again the boys are tired 
at the end of the day, it's no excuses. But if you're going to give an excuse, if, if anyone wants to put it out there, our lineup's not what it needs to be. And then we have a quick turnaround. So who knows at this point? That's, she shouldn't let it go. It's a very rookie mistake, very like unprofessionalism or division five in England. Eskels. Yeah, I, I get being tired, but that's if you're getting run off the pitch. Again, we didn't have a midweek match. So that excuse mm -hmm. is gone. Done. done. You don't get that excuse. Sorry, not playing this game. Um, you know enough to know. You know enough to mark people. You know enough to set up defensive coverage. It's just not acceptable. It's a lack of execution. That's all it is. Uh, what are they going to do to get better? That's what I'm looking for. And each week we're finding more moments of this, right? Dead balls, crosses, just the basics, the basics. And we're getting out-jumped, out-worked, out-played, out-hustled. And it's costing us week in and week out. We've got, what, two wins in the last 10. The bleeding has to stop. It has to stop. And, you know, there has to be the accountability for it. They're not doing the job. I get tired. This wasn't the case. This just wasn't the case. Uh, yeah. Looking at the possession, of course, we had 63% possession. Again, tell me they're tired, right? They actually held the ball longer. They had the possession in this game. They had 15 shots, only three made it on goal. That's a story right there. The other guys, seven and two. What? Two on goal and they both went in? Yeah, that's how it works. So it's just brutal. It's just a brutal situation all the way around. We lost this game more than they won it. Uh, and we got to move on, I guess, right? Got to find it. Got to fix it. Uh, got to hope that we've got enough healthy players for this next one and the right players get out on that field. Nothing experimental. You got to make it happen. Um, experience has to win this one. Um, it's going to be tough. Aracel, your thoughts on the result itself, player performances, impressions? Well, I'm going to be honest. I really did not have a chance to watch the game at all because I was at the sporting game uh, supporting one of my friends who was making his MLS debut for the broadcast. So I did see kind of the result. And uh, like I know it's an easy cop-out to say that the boys are tired because even this morning, LEFC have posted that the team has played 29 matches across all competition and they are it's the most matches played before July 1st. So again, it's an easy cop out to say the boys are tired, but that's the unfortunate reality. Um on I really can't speak to the technicalities based on that game since I didn't watch it, but the only silver lining if any is we are starting to see, you know, Kelini come back Tillman come back so they're coming back at least I mean fall is back in town can he play <laughs> yeah, I think we gotta wait so, so here's the horrible thing right there actually could be two center backs coming back because this is an, another name nobody's really talking about and I'll talk about it now they all can come back July 5th I know right that's when the window opens up a day after the other name that we're not talking about who's still in town but not under contract of course is Eddie Segura Boy, I miss that guy. Um, if he's ready to go, I guess this would be that opening, right? Uh, where he would get his shot to come back again. If we get those two guys back, we move a couple guys off, send a couple guys to Fullerton. Um, yeah, you know, center back situation, who, who, which seems to be dire at the moment, uh, improves immensely. And if Fall, who I think has gotten minutes on the outside as well, uh, playing in Spain, maybe he's a solution as an outside back. 
So, yeah, it, that's real. Uh, we'll see what happens. Again, it's not going to help us against Carson, but long-term having those two boys back in the mix is, is going to be really nice to see, especially healthy, rested, no nagging injuries. We'll take it. We'll definitely take it. So that's, you know, that's the one silver lining is that there's, there's reinforcements on the way. Um, but still, at the end of the day, execution has to be there. If we want to talk smack about Boanga's performance, we, we have to. I mean, he had three that should have gone in and normally would go in. Very unfortunate, I would say. Um, was he making the runs? Yes, the guys are making the runs. But the finishing just it wasn't on the day. Tony, your, your impressions on this thing before we can move on and get into fan reactions and, and uh, get into the game we all want to talk about? Um, overall, <laughs> I think we were, I think, training this week. Again, not that training wasn't there. I'm not in Dolo's head. I don't have what they were training for, but I think the focus was on Rose Bowl, on the Carson game. And I think with Dallas being in the heat and the way it was going to go, I feel like it was a throwaway game. Mind mind you, it's we have the benefit of throwing away games and still being on top and still being fighting for first place. But um, with this game it was very you can tell there was not focus there was no 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 fight in the dog as most people have been saying this whole year there was no fight in a dog in anything it was just let's go let's try our best let's see what we can do okay we knocked out they weren't happy but still it's it's not looking great coming into the game we're about to talk about i mean yeah, it had vanilla mls intensity mm-hmm <laughs> that's the best way to describe the the action of the day and and when we get down to that that pace we we see things happen now um three stars i don't have the numbers but i have them from you guys um i'll go to you tony since you got the best view of this match um who would you consider your three stars for this match um honestly three stars for this one would probably be And you have to like break it down really quickly. I would probably say Bowanga, uh, Duenas, number two, and Maldalal. Um, I think Kalini at this point, just to like stable, stable isk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll throw my three stars like this. I'm just gonna go to the midfield. The guys that were producing the opportunities for the guys to miss. Um, for me, you know, Ilya, Duenas, and Tillman. I was going to go across the board. First half looked good. They were doing their jobs. Should have had a lead. Um, where their passes went, yeah, they didn't do it. Um, and then Bogus apparently is it had created a lot of opportunities in this match and just didn't it didn't play out. So those will be my three stars. I'll definitely throw it to you guys in the comments. If you want to throw your three stars out there, let's do it. I will definitely cover that for you guys. But um, I'm going to go right into it. Let's get right into your comments, where you guys are at, how you're feeling today. Um, I know I'm not alone and feeling a little bit nervous about the next day. So let's have at it, guys. Let's see where everybody is at. We have got lunch special Geo. He says it's not looking good for us tomorrow. I feel like we're going to lose it again, but hoping for a miracle. It won't take a miracle. They'll just take execution. Um, I got to be honest with you. Uh, again, if you're, if you're sad about our situation, they haven't won a game in like six 
right? And um, they haven't lost in five. I don't know if you want to really play that game, but yeah, they don't they don't really go anywhere. And you know, if we win win a couple, we already match their points. That's how this sport works. So yeah, they're 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 spinning their wheels too, and and they're they're still in the spoon race. So there's a little hope. I know it's the rivalry. I know they're going to be ready. I just I'm with you, man. I I, I hope we're ready. Uh, LSC Wolf, uh, good evening. Good evening to you too, sir. Dave Gomez, uh, Morgan, we need to black out the Rose Bowl and finish efficiently and beat them clowns. I am with you, man, and I'm with everybody on this. This is not the day for the green away kit. Let me repeat that again. This is not the day for the green away kit. This has to be treated like an LAFC home game where you're black, all black. Blackout Pasadena. That is the plan here. Take it over. You know it's going to be mostly us at this game. There is no question about it. It's going to be packed with LAC supporters. Yes, Galaxy will have a lot of supporters there. Kind of. Um, but we got to go there. We got to take it. We got to take it in the stands, on the field. This is this is that game, right? If we do it right, it could be their funeral. But Dress like it's to a funeral. Wear your black. There you go. Um, let's see. Dave says first half against SC Dallas was good. We made mistakes. Mental errors need to be need to be found or, or solved. I, I'm with you, man. Like that's the thing. It's just dumb mistakes keeps killing us. Being second on headers, like just you gotta be better. You gotta be focused. Is the word he was going for. Need to be focused. Uh, let's see. LL Chash came out in the mix, throwing up the black and gold hearts. Jonah B on here as well. What's up? Uh, Trash Camman's predicting scores. He's calling three twos. I don't call scores. You all know me. Um, Dave Gomez with me on this first half mid three starts. Yeah. I mean, really, they're doing their job. Team was kind of doing its job there in the first half, except finishing. So, yeah. Uh, Daniel Angel says, pick one, Acosta at right back, Sanchez at center back, or Gaines at right back. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. This is our world now. Wild, right? Uh, Vela says, who will replace Palacios? I, I, Yeah, I got to be honest. I mean, Hollingshead will definitely shift to that side in the short term. Um, we'll see what happens on the right back situation at that point. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. I know. Um, I would say this. If, if, if that's the case and we get fall back, don't be surprised if fall becomes a right back. Real, real, like he can do it. So that could be happening. Uh, bam, here he is. Man, I wish you were on air, man. Uh, he says it's going to be funeral for the galaxy. I hope so. I really do hope so. Um, look at it this way, guys. If we get this win and then we win our home match against them, we have finally leveled the season series all time, all time, and that's including where we played children against them. Um, and they had ringers. I know, I know. But anyways, yeah, uh, this is our march back to finally uh, getting that taken care of too. Own everything, everybody. That's how it works. Uh, Daniel on Hill says tomorrow they aren't Carson Galley, they're Pasadena Galaxy. No, they're the Pasadena Galaxy of Carson. That's it. Um, something like that. But anyways, yes, it's it's their ancestral um, birthplace, and uh, let's hope it's their current grave. Um, that's, that's how we got to bury him. Uh, I'm with you guys on that. That's how it's got to be. 
So uh, it would be a fine contrast if we take that stadium over, uh, black that thing out, and then get the win and walk out of there. Just, hey, you know, now you know the state of affairs. Again, the only thing that's going to prevent that is our own team not performing. Because I know you all are going to do the job in the stands. I am confident in that. All right, Daniel Angel is the last I see on there for the moment. I know you guys are going to have more coming up quick on this. Definitely stick around and throw up your comments as we get into the previews. I want to hear from you guys. That is for sure. Um, There is a lot going on. All right, let's move on. Let's get into the, oh, yeah, that's right, club and community news. There's, uh, again, a lot of PSAs, we could say regarding this match that we have to kind of run through with you guys and make sure you're all safe. So I am going to pass this one over to Tony. Tony, what have we got for community news, sir? This just give information for just to go to this game because there's not that much club and community news besides that. Um, the Cuervo's uh, school supplies from the pictures I saw was a really big hit. Everyone, thank you for donating whatever you could for that. And helping out, you know, less fortunate children and families, giving them an education that they probably wouldn't get with just the limited supplies they have. So thank you all for that. Um, I don't have the full details, but it looks like 3252 membership is finally closed. Yep. Um, So if you did not sign up i unfortunately you can't get the scarf or pin you can still make donations if you still want to help help out but at the moment for right now uh 3252 membership is closed as well as um of course the mo facio futsal court needs to be built so if you can donate whatever you can to that a dollar everything like that i know defenders are doing this big giveaway if you donate a certain amount of money uh and of course let's just get this built let's get this get this this field this court built already um it's on lafc.com slash mo dash fascia and that is all for community news now nitty-gritty of pasadena number one the most important one is Make sure you download the Access app on your phone and have your tickets ready. The reason I say that, from personal experience, you do not want to miss the first half of this because I did. I missed the Real Madrid-Juventus game because of this whole ordeal of no internet service, no service at all around the Rose Bowl. So if you don't have your tickets, if you don't have the app and you don't have the tickets or to have a paper app, Make sure you do that before you get to Pasadena because once you get there, it's a blackout zone. It's going to be hard to get any reception up there no matter what you do. So that's the first one. Second thing is um, tailgate are pretty much forbidden is the best way to say this. Um, uh, there's no, they're not allowed, There is tailgating allowed, but if it's more than 10 people, they will shut it down. So keep that in mind if you're depending on doing tailgates. I know that's going to be a crazy thing. Um, I can run down too. Yeah, please. There's so so much. About the app, like you said, make sure you're signed into the app before you go down the hill. Okay. It will apparently stay signed in and completely refresh the QR code on your ticket if you sign in before you go down the hill. 
I don't know how they do that. I don't know how Axis figures it out, but I just know that you're in a dead zone when you're at the Rose Bowl. So just be mindful of that. Um, other things, again, the tailgates. I know. So I looked further into it. It's basically anything over 10 people, they're going to call you out for it. So just be smart about spacing when you're there. If you tailgate on a personal level, family level with like, say, a tent over your tailgate or back of your car, not blocking the drive, they're not going to bug you. OK, it's when it looks industrialized. <laughs> it's an occasion. It's intentional and advertised. Yeah, that's when it gets in there. Now, strength in numbers, right? I mean, we, we know it's going to be out there and I, I can't help but to think that, you know, 80,000 crazy people with all their random tailgates, it's like how are they going to do this? Right. It just seems impossible. But just be mindful of that. Be smart about it. Um, offer people water. Be nice at the end of the day. And usually things go your way tends to be the way it runs um i will say this also anybody heading to the stadium if you're planning on bringing smoke or flares um arrests will be immediate by the passing pd with fines so uh we did get that warning apparently there's going to be explosive like sniffing dogs at this event looking out for that if you are found to have explosives and they catch you on entry before even getting in and you have it in your possession Guess what? You're you're booted from that match. You won't be permitted to enter that match, and MLS will apparently send you a ban for a year, at a minimum. Um, I know more more goofball warnings, but that is what's going on. Um, flags and banners. Those that need to know know. <laughs> There's that. Um, the other big one is, of course, relocation in stadium. So, the north side of the stadium, the north end, LAFC. Like the entire north side, the North Bowl. Okay. That's us, guys. That's our colors. Only us Galaxy fans. If they are found there, they will be pushed out, relocated by security. They ain't hanging out. They're gone. Same story for the south side. If you're in the Carson section, the specific supporter site, which is massive too, at least space wise. I don't know about member wise, but space wise. If black jerseys show up in there, they are going to relocate you. They will attempt to reseat you. Until they run out of reseating tickets. What does that mean? I hope you're not that one guy where they ran out of tickets. Because you know what that means, right? Your, your game ends. So be careful. Be mindful. The middle's a mix. So just know that as well. So if you're freaking out, like, what if I'm near the 50-yard line? What's going to happen? You should be fine. It's just the ends. Be careful on the ends. And I'm basically thinking corner flag to corner flag, right? Just be mindful of where you're at. Don't get stuck in on this. It's not, a, it's not a good thing to get into. And also, there's some sketchy folks to deal with over there. So, yeah, be careful with what you're doing. Um, other things that stood out to me. Um, uh, let's see. Those are the big ones. Um, I do know that most LAOC supporters will be parking in the golf course area on the north side. That'll be where you want to park. Do not park on the south side in the south parking lots at all. I know you want to go see those legends that are going to be there. Um, former legends, whatevs. Uh, don't bother with it. Just go to the north side and have a good time with all of us. That's what you want to do. Um, going in supporter-wise, again, be there early. Be there very early. I believe their supporters go in at 4.30 on this one. That's an early day. Um yeah, exactly. Uh, why? Because they have to process and pat down everybody. Yeah, there you go. And that could take you a very long time. And if you try to show up there 20 minutes before kickoff, we'll see you 20 minutes after the second half. 
because it does this at the Rose Bowl. doesn't matter what gate you go, and it gets to a certain point where it just locks down, and the lines just stack, and you can't get in. So be there early. Be mindful of it. Try to get in as early as possible. Try to line up as early as possible, and you get in and enjoy this game and go absolutely insane. Now, inside the north end, we'll call it that, um, the flags, the madness, it's on. It's real. It's no holding back. We'll do our thing. Be a part of it. Own it. If you are there, you're expected to sing and own it. I mean, that that's the end of it. That's what you expect. If you're going there for selfies and hanging out, you're not going to have a fun day. I'll just say that right now. You're not going to enjoy your day. Should have sat at the 50 yard line if you want to do that. North end, putting in work. That's just how it's got to be. It's a rivalry match. And if that's not in you, I don't know what to tell you. I feel sorry for you if you don't feel it. I do. I really do. Uh, but that that should be, uh, I think, the big ones that stand out to me. Um, Metro is happening, of course. I believe 430 parking for, for Parsons. If you're going to be taking the local shuttles, that's happening too. But I heard even 130, they're going to start seeing people go in. So. Go early. Have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. Do not show up late. Tony. Also, the big, of course, this shows you how much they are making it so uncomfortable for us. If you're willing to stay and watch the fireworks in Ireland North End, you will not be able to see it. So if you want to see it, walk out because it'll be behind us and you won't be able to see it from the North End. It'll be behind us and so if you want to see the fireworks that would be one of the biggest things that stood out for me yes it is the only time this is the only way you can see the fireworks at the pasadena usually it's a free event but because of the postponement and the day of the game in order to see those fireworks at the stadium you have to have a ticket to see those and you have to make sure you're outside if you're part of the north end yeah, I, it, half the stadium is going to get a horrible view. It's just how it is. You got to get out there. And the fireworks are pretty quick after that. So if you want to see them get out there before the 20-minute mark, I know that for sure. Probably even faster than that uh, because it's a big show, guys. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's pretty huge. But, yeah, it's not comfortable for us. It wasn't meant for us, apparently. So there goes that. Um, I think. Tony, that kind of covers it, right? I mean, is there anything else you want to throw into the mix for this one? I think that's pretty straightforward. For the Rose Bowl, yes. Um, that is all that we have to go. If you There's other information, but that is, if you need to know information, contact your leadership in your supporter groups for the rest of the information on that. Um, we will not give that out because safety-wise yeah. in general. So Security. Mm -hmm. For that. And the last thing for club and community news is we have to leave off this on a downer. Unfortunately, we lost one of our own in the past couple of weeks. Uh, as most of you know, as I'm wearing the born and raised, uh, the owner, the creator, owner, the mastermind behind born and raised, uh, Spanto, uh, passed away in a car crash uh, on June 25th, uh, or on yeah june 25th uh, local time and pass and or he got into car accident june 25th passed away june 28th in albuquerque new mexico um he was very avid about lafc he even fought people on twitter letting the carson fans know you know what was what and understood the assignment understood the what lafc is and what it really meant for the community because he was born in venice and this is what born and raises it's 
that you were born and raised in LA and he was about that. And unfortunately we lost someone, you know, very artistic and very um, powerful in our culture in Los Angeles. So um, condolences to his family and friends. And, you know, we will we'll always be remembering all the good times that we've had if you've met him with us definitely a short time with him but that that definitely has a huge impact as you know um and if definitely he was a an advocate for local control and local um local issues uh simple as that local culture not losing it um he will be missed that's for sure and i know there's a lot in the north end a lot in the stadium that are hurting about this so um yeah definitely condolences to his family and those who who know him all right, let's move forward on to LAFC2. All right, uh, let's go to Araceli here. Araceli, can you give us some updates on LAFC2? Unfortunately, there's really not that much of an update with the team. They're still a little bit, on a little bit of a losing streak right now. Uh, just this past weekend, they fell to North Texas SC in penalties 8-7. to seven. However, the game wasn't completely dull where it, they kept it scoreless mostly until the second half, and then that's when it started ramping up. North Texas scored first. Uh, Dustin Aguirre tied it up in the 82nd minute. Uh, Texas came back, regained the lead, and Christopher Jaime, who has now appeared – well, no, I, I correction. He has not appeared with the first team yet but he has been with the team on short loans for the last couple of matches. Um, he tied the game up in the 90th minute to force it into penalties. And as I just mentioned, they fell. Um, this coming weekend, LESC2 is back at home as they host the Earthquakes 2 on Sunday. Kick kickoff is at 5 o'clock Pacific time, and it will be on Apple TV if you're unable to make the match. There we go. Uh, <sighs> yeah, these guys need to wake it up, all right? They need to get some results. It's getting kind of kind of silly at this point. Um, let's hope they get a little more competitive against the Quakes because uh, it, it's interesting. We do play the Quakes as well, right, uh, this weekend. So, yeah, that's it's one of the few times where there's some synergy there with the two, the two matches, which there should be more of. So there's that. All right, let's move on to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Uh, for this one here, I think it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. We're down to two songs because why not? If you're at a fireworks show, you will never miss these songs. If it doesn't have these songs at a fireworks show, you went to an imposter on the fourth. I'm just going to say that. Now, first one, William Tell Overture uh, by Giacchino Rossini. Uh, if you like V for Vendetta, you, you know about the William Tell Overture. Uh, yeah. Now, the other one, of course, Stars and Stripes Forever by John Philip Sousa. If you haven't heard that one, you're living under a rock, especially on the fourth. So there you go. You get your classic firework music. Have fun with that. Enjoy it on, on, on Apple if you wish. Whatever you want to do, have a good time with it. I'm sure those of us escaping uh, the Rose Bowl post-match will probably hear that as we're jumping onto uh, buses and into our cars and trying to escape before the rush traps us. So there is that. All right. Speaking of fireworks, let's get into the actual fireworks, why we're here, what we're doing today, what we really want to focus on, of course, and that is LAC versus the Carson Galaxy of Pasadena. Is that right? I guess it's right enough. That's cool. Uh, of course, 
two different, very, very different stories on how seasons can play themselves out, but both of them looking like cautionary tales at the moment. One never got started. The other has decided to stop in a way, right? Uh, both not showing the momentum they need, uh, both hemorrhaging points, both trying to figure out what's going on. The only thing is, thankfully, we're on the right side of the standings and they're not. Uh, Tony, I'll look to you on run of form, sir, of course. Head to head, where are we at right now? Uh, eight losses, five draws, six wins. So we're still in the hole. Mm-hmm. We need to dig out of that. And of course, throwing away games don't help with that. Um, so guess what? Don't throw this one away. Don't take them for granted. Uh, on to form right now, of course. Tony, you want to give them the, the honors or you want me to have fun with this one? I'll have fun with it. Yeah. So yes. San Jose, 2-2 tie. Colorado Rapids, it's nil-nil draw. Kansas City, 2-2. St. Louis, 1-1. And Real Salt Lake, 3-2 with a loss. And they lost so, Chicharito that match in the Open Cup. Yes, so. and Chicharito is out for the season. So no more Vela versus Chicharito or anything else. And guess what? You can't really sign any DPs or anything like that to replace them because, of course, Carson is banned from making any summer transfers or buy-ins. So, <laughs> as, as the earthquake supporters said, uh, "Oh, darlings, no more, exactly. uh, darlings, no more." By the way, a rare win by earthquake supporters. I'll just throw that out there. I don't give much credit for anything with those dudes, but Tifo game was strong this week, so good on you guys for having fun with that. Um, our, of course, our form ain't that much better, except that when you get wins, you get points. Um, we've got, of course, two wins in our last ten. Uh, last one, of course, was on June 21st um, against Seattle. Uh, I know. And then, of course, we dropped to Vancouver, dropped to Dallas, and we could talk all day about what's going on with that. Now, with rivalries, I know things even out, but if you look at the numbers, it looks a little scary for them, too. Of course, they've got 18 total goals. We've got 28. Uh, their goals against, they've, they've dropped 31. We've only dropped 21. Again, we've played in the same amount of league games. Just, just so you know, um, assist wise, we have 17. They have 14 goal difference. They're minus 13 and we're plus seven. We're fighting, of course, for the top in the West as we chase the St. Uh, Louis. They're at 35 points. We're at 32 points, but th- we have a game in hand. What? That's right. With a win, we could be back where we want to be. On the other hand, for the Galaxy, they're fighting for the wooden spoon right now. And uh, of course, Colorado has it right now with 14 points. Carson, of course, has 16 points. That's right, everybody. If they lose this and we win this, we could send them back into the bottom of the table if Colorado decides to finally play a game. I know they, they tend to not, but it's there. I mean, it's definitely there. So definitely on the wrong side of the, of the standings, wrong side of all the stats, wrong side of all the trends. But as Tony already told you, when it comes to this rivalry, None of that freaking matters. Right, Tony? Does it matter? Does it... No, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, a rivalry game is a rivalry game, and you can throw you can have the worst form, the best form, and they can turn around the system. They can turn around their season just with this one win and use it as a energy boost. Or you can destroy a season really quickly with a very upsetting loss from a very heart-wrenching loss to a very devastating loss. So depending on how it goes. But again, 
everyone knows you have to show up for this game. It doesn't matter if you're in poor form. This is the perfect way to stamp yourself back into good graces with supporters and fans alike. That's that's essential, right? Um, the thing about this team, at least the Galaxy, they tend to have players step up when they play against us. Guys have their mm-hmm. moments when they play against us. Um, and familiar faces have their moments when they play against us. So we do have to be mindful of certain players and certain tendencies that they have that fit perfectly into the mistakes we've been making as of late. And of course, watch out for that. Now, who am I talking about? Well, Preston Judd, I know straight out of the Academy for them. Um, you know, he's got three goals and I think his last, what, three games or something like it's some bizarre stat where he's actually producing at this point, Tyler Boyd, who has two goals on the season. Of course, one of those was against us to both of them against us, right? Mm -hmm. Both from distance. Oh, yeah, we don't close down well. Uh, let's not make it three guys. Seriously. Um, Dave Onjovalich, who's got two goals on the season because, well, he only plays like half a game. Kind of weird there. But, um, but loves to score goals against us in very crucial times, playoffs or regular season. Yeah. So while they haven't had a great year, guys step up and then the guy that 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 of course we all like to make fun of is uh bobby's world himself ricky puig uh Pooj, whatever you want to call him clown i like that one Biaso. let's just call him that uh Biaso, of course he's got what four assists in 18 games what a dp he is um yeah we have to deal with him because who knows maybe he's gonna wake up and be a grown-up i don't know we'll see um of course you also have to worry about douglas costa i know right he's actually been playing good as of late what yeah mm-hmm. costa woke up people um and so we need to be very careful um they do have again talented players who are underperforming i think that's the best way to assess who they are at this point and who actually have a higher pay rate than we do i know uh and so it's gonna be interesting where we fall in now injuries do play an important role in all of this for them uh their back line is hurting just like ours it's hurting Kulabali's out for them caceres is out for them uh rodriguez and of course, yeah, Javier Hernandez is out um, and he's out for the year because, you know, he has a cruciate ligament injury. Uh, Caceres is out for the season because he broke a kneecap. Caceres was trouble for us in the games we played. Right. And so that's one that's going to hurt them a lot. For us, of course, we have Sergi Palencia still listed as being out. Uh, Max Crepo and uh, Jesus Murillo. I know he's not ready yet. He's still listed as being out. So those are the key guys missing from both lineups. They're hurting as much as we are in terms of that. Maybe even more because we have more replacements than they do. I know. So looking at the Galaxy and the way that they that they form up. The last game I think was a good, a good assessment as to what they might be doing against us. It would make sense for them to play this. Um, they've it's not one that they normally do, but I think in this case, because it's working, they might run that way. And that would be, of course, the 433. What? Galaxy playing 433? I know, as if some other team hadn't done this before. I get it. It looks familiar. Uh, But if they do that, it does make up for glaring holes in their lineup that they need to address. Of course, Bond is back in goal. We missed him last time. Bond is back. Uh, Mavinga and Leardown are likely your center backs with Caligari as a right back who we're not that familiar with him yet, but I can tell you he's not an easy one to deal with. Um, And then, of course, the snake is on the left. Who, dude, he had an eventful 
day against San Jose. I'll just say that, of course, scoring and costing. Uh, then, of course, Brugman would be your central midfielder controlling things with Delgado and Pooj uh, pulling the strings as necessary. Of course, Judd up top with Boyd on the left and Costa on the right for the wings. We all know Costa will probably drop back a little bit in this case. And in, in some cases, Boyd might actually flip to the other side, which he likes to do against us. Don't be surprised that it's going to look just like this. Of course, against San Jose, they did get the 2-2 result, um, and the Snake did get a goal. Controversial? Yeah, it was a pretty wild game. But, uh, yeah, a draw was a draw. That's what they got. Now, looking back at other lineups, I know the one before that, they, they threw four, five in the back and were pretty much in panic mode because of uh, because of an injury. Let's be aware. Caceres is out. They needed to respond and find a way, and so they ended up with a 5-3-2 setup with very aggressive wingbacks. I'm not uh, Tony. You looking at that lineup, the five three two? Do you think they're going to do that, or they're going to come at us with with the wing play? Um, I think honestly, it's going to probably go with the um, probably the wing play just to spread out the field, so they can have the opening in the middle. Because once the uh, right now our weakness is the opening, and they like to shoot from afar. So if the wings are open and they have to mark that, then unfortunately the middle will be a little bit less congested and we have to make sure that does not happen but that's I, I, my prediction i could be wrong and then they could just throw random ass curveball for this game and who knows but i feel that's going to be the right one right right tactical play to for us against not, us nothing free and easy for boyd people that's mm -hmm. i'm just asking you please do not do not do not tempt that um and so that's where they're at right now again their injuries have cost them they've had to find a way they haven't been losing, but they haven't been winning. Um, I will say to me, I think they've played better since Chicharito's gone out. Um, they have led possession in both, ma both matches that I've seen. They get the most shots. They seem to control the game a whole lot better than the teams they play against. So, you know, if you're watching the game itself, they actually look pretty dialed in, but the results just never have been falling for them. Let's hope it doesn't all go together against us. But the potential is still there for them. Their season is not done yet. They're in a hole, but it's not over yet. One thing that could help make it end would be us taking care of business. But it's not over until it's over. This is going to be a hard game. This is not something that we can walk over and think, we got this. We got it. It's easy. It's not. It's not. Now, Araceli, you might know a little bit more about Judd than we do. Um, you've seen some highlights from him. You've seen him actually at the lower level. Um, what do we need to know about him? As far as I can remember, Judd, he's just been one of those very dynamic players. So as, you know, Tony was mentioning earlier, we can sit here and try to theorize which strategy they're going to use or they're going to do an absolute curveball. And I see that as a strong possibility of sticking Judd uh, Judd in there to try to disturb things, per se. Do you think Jovalich might have a chance to break this lineup over Judd or probably not? I feel like at this point, really anything goes. So it's possible, but again, it's it feels like we're throwing darts here. Just just trying to guess. Well, and and in truth, the last three games have had three separate lineups. Like drastically, the the way they approach the game, you, you've noticed big differences. Like it's it, it's they're they're scrambling. You know, they're 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 just throwing stuff out, see what sticks, right? And that's mm -hmm. what they're going to go with. The last match looked the most complete from the bunch. So you got to wonder if that's the most 
likely way they're going to approach things because it at least looked good for them. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think it is kind of fair to say that they're doing kind of what we're what we've been doing the last couple of matches in terms of experimenting, trying to figure out what works. But I do agree with you. Their last match against San Jose, they like they actually looked like a solid team. So again, yeah, it was... it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I didn't get good feelings watching that thing. I didn't. Like it looked like okay, they they've it looks like they found some sort of an identity, I guess. Um post Chicharito. Um they know what they want to do. And of course Costa Costa's stepping up. I know it sounds weird, guys, but he is he's actually stepping up. So uh gonna be a tough one. Not gonna be easy at all for us. Uh we are in for a dogfight. I think that would be the the ultimate thing. Now, the story, of course, is us. What are we gonna do to, to, to approach this match? Who are we gonna go with? Who are we gonna rely on? Are we gonna go with veteran presence that's healthy? Or are we gonna go with new new blood that might fight a little bit more into this and get stuck in? How do we approach this match? And of course, the biggest question for me, for honestly, the rest of the season are who are the center backs? The center backs are becoming that story of, well, are they ready on the day? Is this guy going to kill us today? Is he going to lunge in for a bad penalty? What's up with our center backs? So I'm going to go to you, Tony, first. Who do you feel is your center backs in this match? Um, I know he just played a good amount of minutes in the last game, but I feel like Kalini has to show up for the starting spot of this one. You know what I mean? I know it's a quick turnaround, but if it's if I I I'm hoping this is my hope is Kalini starts and um, Maldonado also starts as well because that's honestly the best pairing that we have at the moment. If Mario was healthy, then throwing Mario. Kalini can rest and then switch him off in the second half or 20 minute run. But with, with what is what, how important this game is, of course, this is a showcase game, July 4th, Pasadena, all bells and whistle whistles, everything like that. I feel I would trust that center pairing more than anything else at the moment. There's also going to be a little anger there. Especially mm-hmm. on Kalini's side, seeing what, what those fools did to our kids. Um, I, I got, I can't help but think that I'm with you on this and it's going to be the Chiellini Maldonado pairing. Um, one out of necessity, uh, Mm -hmm. let's be real here. Aaron Long is on an odyssey right now. He's, he's doing the gold cup thing. So we don't get him for, for the end. And it's looking like the U S is probably going to go to the final anyway. Uh, so we're not going to see him for a long while. Um, and especially not this match. So really the Chiellini Maldonado pairing is kind of the only thing that's fully healthy and ready to go because you're not going to throw Dolenmeyer out there, right? This is not happening. This is not he's, in this game. So this is who you too got. Young. He's too young yeah. to honestly, like unless there's some trust that Dolo has in him that we don't know about, then throw him out, throw him out into that game and see how it goes. But um, it's like I, I rather I would fight you saying, "Well, we should do." It's like now it's this is a derby. This is this is the tr- try and true in the center pairing. And unless he ball, unless uh, Dolmeyer balls out, and we didn't see anything about this earlier, then I don't see that happening. No, not happening. That brings us, of course, to the out outside back situation, and this might be the most predictable pairing ever. Araceli, who do you got for your outside backs? For outside backs, I say Hollington and 
We keep moving. What we keep was moving. That? Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, Prepping I for Rose nothing. Bowl. That's what that no. is. Okay. <laughs> Rose Bowl madness. Um, I'm going with Holly Heads and Cifuentes because uh, Palacios is out due to yellow card accumulation. All right. So, so who your who's your call for your outside backs? We'll repeat that one. <laughs> I'm having a laugh. Still sorry. So am I. It's fair. <laughs> um, Hollingshead and Sifu. Ooh, Sifu moving to right back. More left. Well, left it. probably right. I mean, he'd be left. So. Well, especially since Palacios is out for a yellow card. Yeah. Yeah. So. The other thing is Acosta getting into be a right back, and then you move Hollingshead to the left. That might be your other option that we might see. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be a tough ask, I think, in this case. And, again, the midfield situation is a little bit different. Now, moving on to midfield, I'm with you on that one. Um, Sanchez is, is a given, right, Araceli? He's, he's in the lineup. Oh, yeah. And then uh, – <sighs> Midfielders, I'm thinking in this case, I'm going to call Tillman and Acosta if they're ready. Um, Tony, if you've recovered, sir, who's your midfield? Um, <laughs> uh, Sanchez, uh, I'm going to say Sanchez, Chris Estomo, and Bogus. Oh, you think Bogus and Chris Estomo are getting in? Mm-hmm. Ooh, interesting against the Galaxy fun with those guys. I mean, Bogus has been fine. He's been producing uh, chances from there, so could be, could be. <laughs> Tony needs a moment. I know. <laughs> um, all right. So up top, let's move to up top. Um, does Vela finally start, guys? Seriously, does Vela start, Araceli? I'm sorry. I'm laughing at the comments. We we got to go to the comments section right after. Oh, we this. will. We will. We will. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice here. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think Bella would start since he didn't for the last game. There we go. There we go. All right. Do you want to go to the comments? And then we'll we'll just finish this bad boy out. Let you guys throw this one out there. Because I think they're having way too much fun with this right now. That's for sure. Tony, do you want to say something or just, like, let it go? Let it go. Okay, cool. Just go. Just go to the comments. Just go. Let's wow. get this over with. Wow, bro. Okay, cool. Let's get to you guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> for those of you listening to the podcast, I know things just derailed for a, a quick moment here, but we we had a um, we had a sighting. We'll just say that on air, and uh, it was it was a little bit comedic, but again. All love to you and your dad, man. Uh, he's going to be at the game. We'll just say that. Tony's bringing his dad to the game in case you haven't <laughs> noticed. Um, there you go. Okay. Comment time, people. All right. So. Velez is asking about the Palacios replacement. I think we already decided on that one. Oh, let's see. Hello, man. Trash can says Carson make me feel the butterflies every time. I don't want to lose. And me either. Uh, Bam. There he is. Says I have to say I'm a bit disappointed that Poker didn't get to leave and play for Ghana U21s at the U21 African Cup of Nations. I know we thought he was going a little or U23. Sorry. Um, thought he was going to. Yeah. Uh, Vela is calling no away jerseys for tomorrow. Right. There you go. And uh, Tony 
Viega says, let's be on our best behavior, everyone. Let's avoid the fights. Let's go LAFC. Uh, Dave Gomez says, MLS Pass has Bretos covering MLS Next Pro. It's good stuff. Mika Gutierrez says, stand up if you hate Carson. Stand up if you hate Carson. I'm not going to stand up, but I hate Carson. So there you go. Uh, Dave is standing all the way from the Netherlands. Check him out. Uh, Michael, not Mike, 805. Fellow Bayern brother. Uh, says, Alo. Uh, keep it safe, but loud tomorrow. Don't want some l shite happening. Blackout LA. Um, he mentioned the l stuff. I know that was probably one of the most vile videos I think I've ever seen um, at a stadium. But, you know. Should we even go into details? I don't want to go into details, but let's just say that that someone could have lost their life um, because of idiotic fans. So, uh, yeah, sad stuff. That's for sure. We're not doing that. We're blacking out L.A. We're doing what we do unified. Um, Tony Vegas is about the young players getting young players on the field. There you go. Ox says, let's get that win tomorrow. Miguel Campos says, uh, love the dad cameo. Hey, man, he's getting ready for the game tomorrow. It's okay. It's okay. Bro. Yeah. Tony, you're okay, man. You'll survive. Um, Papa Tony. That actually is kind of right. His name is Antonio. So, yeah, it is Papa Tony. Papa Tony. Ah, man. Love it. Uh <laughs> Michael, not Mike, says Blackout Papa. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Dave Gomez finds it epic. Uh, Daniel on Hill. Dwayne did the press availability, so I'd be surprised not to see him. Thank you, Daniel, for keeping things on subject. You rock, sir. Um, Dwayne is probably going to play. Why would he not? I don't know how many minutes, but he's definitely going to play. Um, be crazy not to. Ah, <laughs> Miguel <laughs> Campbell says plot to his ask Tony's dad to be on the pod for his starting lineup. Um, you want to get it from him for fun? He's tired. He just, oh, but yeah. I can tell you, um, actually he's very tactical with his stuff and he would drop down to honestly a, probably a five, three, uh, a five, three, like two or one. So a five, kind three, of... wait and see counter. Yeah. Honestly, because he, like, as much as he he watches the sport and everything, but his knowledge on it, like, he always surprises me how well he knows his knowledge about the, the game and everything like that and made me watch, like, the way players play, not of how they play, but the way they watch the game. And that's why I like the way I put when I, if you ever see me play, I don't, I'm not quick. I'm, I'm quick, but I'm never, but I watch the whole field, uh, how everyone's moving because of him. Vision is important. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Keeping your head on a swivel. That's why I like some of our kids so much because we have a lot of smart young players now breaking in. Um, Daniel Angel says, I know Fall can't play, but I'd like to see him behind the bench for vibes. Oh, yeah. Appearances would be cool, right? Smalls Kenobi, what kind of signings do you think once the window opens? Well, there was a rumor of a defensive holding midfielder uh, that popped up today that seems pretty pretty good if you if it's real player from colombia we have good luck with colombian players i'm just gonna say that um so that would be kind of cool if that was the case but we know we need more i still want a number 10 a proper one a proper playmaker in this thing to, to, to just shovel passes it's all these amazing players that we have um 
they got to finish them, but at least chance creation will be, a, you know, an improvement. And of course, a number nine, right? A classic center forward, a striker, someone who can finish. If we had that, we wouldn't have a two and two in our last 10 record um, would be a very different situation. So that too. Tony, you want to add in on that? Um, Signing wise and nine, it's just, I, I go back and forth, everybody. I want a 10, then a number nine, but um, signing wise, we just have to get the right player for the right moment. And who knows who that big signing is that probably someone's flying under the radar that we don't know is coming in. And let's not go old fart central. There's some other rumors from certain players that are way past it. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not do Carson stuff, guys. Come on now. It's got to uh, be like a legend if you're going to do that. And with the well, names popping up or not, I wouldn't call them legends anymore. Uh, Former one. legends. Well, there's one that's still really well that would actually work and get back a uh, CV pairing. That'd be epic. But it. But again, that's just fantasy old school ways but we'll see what happens they epically watch the game from the sidelines as they're both mending their injuries i just yeah i have fears of this uh all right it's jibble in the mix uh dave gomez is calling for a number nine and a seasoned center back i mean if segura comes back is he seasoned enough i think he's seasoned enough is fall seasoned enough i know he's a kid but dude he's been playing pretty high level I mean, I, I think we solve our defensive votes just by hitting those two backs, and then we can really focus on what we want to do up top. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man, the center back thing. I, okay, Maldonado, dude looks tired. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Dude does. That's the one guy I will say honestly does look really tired out there. But, yeah, otherwise, yeah, the center back injuries were something a little shocking for us this year. Um, okay. <laughs> Mika Gutierrez, no all old farts allowed except for Bobby Firmino, and I can't complain about that one. He's uh, he's no longer available. Where'd he go? Saudi Arabia. It's hard to compete. Hard to compete. I get it. But yeah, you never know. I I think again, this club's always up to something, so I'm expecting things, especially the ownership group. Trust me, they want to win. They want to repeat. They want to be that team. So. I don't fret too much. I know so I know there's gonna be some some boys on the way. So there is that. Um, all right, then I see comments here. Well done, everybody. Thank you for throwing that out there. And again, follow what they're saying, everybody. It's a blackout. A blackout. Again. Tony, what is it tomorrow? A blackout. Okay, there you go. Aristilly, what is it tomorrow? It's a blackout. Ah, so we do say stay golden a lot, but in this case, blackout LA. Blackout Pasadena, blackout the Rose Bowl. As long as you pull off a blackout, it will be fine. All right. Guess what, guys? It is that end of the show moment. Yes, we have we've called this one. It's it's closing out. So uh, first and foremost, we do want to thank everybody for jumping on today, uh, making it happen, giving your comments, being super honest. Special cameos as well was pretty awesome too. Uh, but again. It's been a fun one yet again. Uh, of course, final thoughts are what dictates it in these final moments. So I'm going to go to Araceli first on her final thoughts. My final thoughts are fairly simple. I mean, I really cannot emphasize this enough. Please be careful at the Rose Bowl. Look out for each other. 
Do not be an idiot. I know temptation may be there, but please, please, please try to keep your head on straight. If you did not know, this is going to be a sold-out game with over 80,000 fans. This is not the place to try stuff. So, like I said, watch out for each other. Help each other out as best as you can. And overall, just enjoy the match. That's the ultimate lead, of course. Enjoy it more if we win. So, <laughs> that too. Uh, but, yeah, staying golden. When we say stay golden, that's what she's talking about. Staying golden. Um, doing the right things. Being in the right place. As Araceli says, it's 80,000 people. When it's that number of people, things can be epic, but they can go south super quick. So, Let's not turn into that nonsense because we've seen that go south. Uh, Tony, I'm throwing it to you, sir. Final thoughts. Um, final thoughts is stay, be safe out there. Make sure you are, if you go, make sure you're around LAFC people and friends and family, of course, with you at all times to make sure they're safe and you're safe because groups are better in numbers. If something does go down, you're at least able to get out of there safely with anything that goes down. Um, Stay hydrated. It's going to be a nice hot one. So make sure that you have water. Drink responsibly as well. Get there early. Make sure you park in the right areas. Um, and at the end of the day, just like pretty much says, just stay safe. It's going to be a crazy one. Um, it's going, it's when you guys hear this, it's Again, get there as early as you can. Be prepared for that one-way traffic in, one-way traffic out. <laughs> and that's about it. Right. I mean, that, that, that is how it is. You're in the valley. You're in the chaos. As we said, <laughs> embrace the chaos because this is what it's going to be. At the Rose Bowl is absolute chaos. On the bright side, it's a hot day rather than a rainy, floody deluge that we almost got thrown into. So that too. Um, are we in the best form? No, but they're not either. Right. And it is a rivalry match. And if you can't step up for this, there's a real character talking at play here. Um, ultimately, though, for us, be mindful that you are under a microscope. Whenever you play this team, they search for every little reason to say what they want to say. Who cares? Right. But know that you represent us. You represent the black and gold. No matter what you do out there, everything is on watch. Either you can be seen as the most epic supporter group of all time in MLS, the most intensity they've ever seen in an 80,000-person game in the United States, or it could descend into chaos. And each one of you are the guys that decide this, right? So give it your all. Make it happen. Live the stay golden attitude, right? Follow through. I know I'm preaching to the choir. Those who listen to the show, I know what you guys are about. Uh, but tell your friends, because I think some of you will probably have some friends along. Let's do it. Let's do it proper. Now, of course, to close this show out, that word of the day, I'll go to you, Araceli. Stay golden. Tony. Black. <laughs> oh, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it, Araceli. Oh, blackout. <laughs> blackout LA. There we go. There we go. Tony. <laughs> Uh, stay golden Los Angeles and make sure you black out <laughs> Los Angeles. And for me to all of you, black out LA and of course, stay golden. Thank you 
for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over. <laughs>